John O'Donohue was an Irish poet, theologian, author, and philosopher. He spent 19 years of his life serving as a Catholic priest before leaving over disagreements with the hierarchy of church authority. He was born in 1956 near County Clare, Ireland, and spent much of his life absorbed in the beauty and solitude of that region. His mother was a housewife, while his father worked as a stonemason and was considered by John to be one of the holiest men he had ever met, priest included, he said. The breathtaking environment of Ireland's natural beauty had a lasting impact on his view of the world. The solitude and quiet of the west coast of Ireland marked his life with an inner silence and a love for nature's beauty that never left him. He described the profound influence of his childhood home as a huge, wild invitation to extend your imagination, an ancient conversation between the land and the sea. He came to see all of life as holy and not segregated between sacred and secular. In his lifetime, O'Donohue devoted himself to social justice, environmental activism, and creativity. He taught that the outer world around us begins in the invisible inner landscape of our own thoughts and belief systems. In his book, Adam Kara, he warns against becoming addicted to the exterior world while neglecting our inner necessities. He says, if we become addicted to the external, our interiority will haunt us. We will become hungry with a hunger no image, person, or deed can still. To be wholesome, we must remain truthful to our vulnerable complexity. In order to keep our balance, we need to hold the interior and exterior, visible and invisible, known and unknown, temporal and eternal, ancient and new, together. No one else can undertake this task for you. You are the one and only threshold of an inner world. This wholesomeness is holiness. To be holy is to be natural, to befriend the worlds that come to balance in you. Behind the facade of image and distraction, each person is an artist in this primal and inescapable sense. Each one of us is doomed and privileged to be an inner artist who carries and shapes a unique world. When John published this book, Adam Kara, which is Celtic for soul friend, he became an unexpected international success and was placed on the world stage. He had created a language and an access to a depth of spirituality that seemed to transcend sectarianism and any singular tradition while maintaining a sound sense of doctrinal integrity. His deep and mystical approach to life, rooted in his native Celtic spirituality, attracted everyone from presidents to pop stars, Hollywood actors, famous musicians, and everyday practitioners to reconsider the value of a thriving spiritual life. John was shocked at the success of his writings, but was thrilled to have confirmed his own suspicion that there existed an intersection between philosophy, theology, and poetry which would appeal to an exiled audience of seekers who no longer found home in what he called the frightened functionaries of institutional religion. My personal favorites of John O'Donohue's writings, which I find myself returning to again and again several times each year, 
is his book Beauty, The Invisible Embrace. In this book, O'Donohue calls us to reawaken our minds and hearts to our innate sense of wonder, which makes us human. He puts forth the notion that beauty is a divine calling. He says, In beauty we were dreamed and created, and offered a life in a world where beauty arises to awaken, surprise, and call us. The outer unfolding of our lives is internally sustained and ordered by this invisible beauty. Furthermore, whenever we awaken beauty, we are helping to make God present in the world. Consequently, the rituals and liturgies of religion can be occasions where beauty truly comes alive. The beauty of God is reachable for everyone and can be awakened in all dimensions of our experience. This also calls us to love and respect the world and to care for the earth. Later in this same book, he says, To participate in beauty is to come into the presence of the holy. It is we who exile ourselves from God. Everything we feel, think, and do is already happening within the divine shelter. To know this is to know one's real beauty. I could spend the remainder of this profile reciting quote after quote of O'Donohue's writings. Each of his words carries a depth of wisdom and poetry that calls out to be read in a contemplative state. You can't rush through his writings. Each sentence is a quote, each paragraph is a hidden treasure to be mined and excavated, and with each read it turns up another block of gold. But one of the more personally impacting ideas that I found within O'Donohue's teachings deals with his understanding of the imagination and the imagination of God. In a lecture he gave titled, Imagination as the Path of the Spirit, He shares that one of the things that has been neglected in the Western religious traditions is the imagination of God. He tells us we have focused instead entirely on the will of God, which he finds less fascinating than God's imagination. In this lecture, he shares that he thinks God has to create. And since we are made in the image and likeness of God, we as well are each natural creators and should consciously tend to the cultivation of our imagination. He reminds us that as children, we each lived in our own imaginary worlds, and that now, even as adults, each night our imagination awakens. Even the most respectable, serious, solemn, severe, scrupulous humans dream while they sleep, he says. In our dreams, we find ourselves in the most interesting and unguarded situations outside the strictures of our logical or rational governance. He exhorts us to pay attention to these dreams, to write them down, especially if we find ourselves feeling a lack of creative energy. Our dreams will tell us secrets about who we are because they emerge from our subconscious, and they are a wealth of creative inspiration. If we can dream, he says, we can imagine, and are therefore creative. O'Donohue was greatly influenced by two philosophers whom we featured here on the Makers and Mystics Artist Profile series, Frederick Hegel and Meister Eckert. 
If you're curious to dive deeper into some of the thinkers who shaped the mind of this modern-day mystic, you can listen back to those episodes as well. For now, I'll leave you with a blessing from O'Donohue's final book, Benedictus, which was published only two months before he died unexpectedly in his sleep at the young age of 52. The cause of his death is still unknown or hasn't been disclosed in public. This is called A Blessing for Equilibrium. Like the joy of the sea coming home to shore, may the music of laughter break through your soul. As the wind wants to make everything dance, may your gravity be lightened by grace. Like the freedom of the monastery bell, may clarity of mind make your eyes smile. As water takes whatever shape it is in, so free may you be about who you become. As silence smiles on the other side of what's said, may a sense of irony give you perspective. As time remains free of all that it frames, may fear or worry never put you in chains. May your prayer of listening deepen enough to hear in the distance the laughter of God. This concludes the Artist Profile series for Season 5. We'll return next week with the full-length season finale episode. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. Be sure to see the show notes of this episode for links to our upcoming live podcast events taking place in cities across the world, and for information on how you can connect to our growing community of Makers and Mystics. Music for this episode was provided in-house by my own musical collaborative, Songs of Water. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.